Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you everyone back to Talking Softball with Coach B. It's been a long time since I've been in the studio. It's been a long, hectic summer, and it's exciting to be back here to be talking about the game of softball with you. Lots of experiences to share and talk about over the last six to eight weeks of softball and lots of travel and just a lot of different areas in the game that I think can be addressed. So we're going to start today. We're going to get back into it. I want to talk a little bit about just what I see or have seen this summer. And this summer has been different. It's been extremely hot for most of the summer. Players are having to play through some very tough heat situations. And I think that the heat is obviously a stressor, both physically and mentally. And I think the heat as a stressor also reveals a lot of character. And, you know, that's good and bad. You know, I think that uh, we all talk about the fact of how we figure out how to deal with playing in the heat or having to be exposed to excessive heats for a long period of time. And, you know, we talk about being hydrated. We talk about eating properly and getting enough rest. But even with those resources, the heat can be very depleting on athletes, coaches, parents in the bleachers, umpires, everybody on the field. And I think that the heat will reveal character, you know, and I will just talk to personal experience with my team over the last month. We, we started our season early in June. We fought through some warm weather and all of our players were coming off of a long high school season and some of them had played deep into the high school postseason so they were tired physically and mentally from that and then we jump right out on the field and select ball and expect a high level of performance and precision and it took a while it took a while for the players to make that transition and it always does and we made it through that transition early and played pretty good softball at the end of the month we went to Oklahoma for the top club championships and it was hot there and great competition great teams you have to go out and be prepared to perform at your highest level every pitch every inning and you know, I thought we had a good tournament you know did we trip and fall at times sure we did but we always were able to pick ourselves up and brush ourselves off and uh, had a good finish ended up getting beaten a one-run game by a team that went on to finish in the top eight in the tournament so I felt good about that event and we had a two-day turnaround and traveled to Boulder Colorado and obviously anybody that, that knows softball knows that the Independence Day tournament in Boulder and the Fireworks Sparkler tournament in Aurora are two of the top tournaments in the summer in select softball. You know, there's over a thousand teams on the field in those two events and just a lot of great softball. And it's just a great challenge for your team to, to go out and compete at that level against those teams and fortunately we were able to escape the Texas heat you know the great thing about that event it's a week-long event you only play two games a day you play a game rest a game play a game and then you're done and we did that through pool play got into bracket play won our first bracket game 
and then ran into a really good team from Pennsylvania in our second game. Had an outstanding pitcher in the circle. Our pitcher went out and threw a great ball game for us. And it was a 1-0, inning game in an hour and 30 minutes. And we lost, but we finished tied for 17th at the Boulder IDT, which, you know, that's a great weekend or a great week of softball for us there. And really had some players step up and have some outstanding personal performances. And it caught the eye of a lot of college coaches, so it was a very successful trip for us. Then we came back this past week to play in the TFL Championship here in, in DFW, and all week long we knew it was hot. You know, it's 100-plus degrees every day. I'm going to my facility and doing lessons, and it's 95 degrees in the facility because we don't have air conditioning. Just a hot week leading up to the tournament. We started playing on Thursday, and we took the field and we looked very tired. We looked exhausted from the amount of softball we had played to this point. And you take that exhaustion and that physical exhaustion and mental exhaustion, and you add on a 100-plus degree temperature, and that's going to really tax any athlete to be able to go out and perform at their best. And, uh, you know, it's one of those situations where, as a coach, I'm still going to demand a high level of expectation, execution, because obviously we want to compete to finish highest possible in the TFL during the summer. But it was very apparent early in that event that we just did not have the gas in the tank to play at the level we needed to play at. And uh, some individuals did, and I applaud them for that. And, and some individuals were just really exhausted. And, uh, you know, there were some that were exhausted and still gave their best effort. And there was others that kind of just let the heat get to them and kind of played down because of the external stressors that were being placed on them with the heat. And that's the point I kind of want to get to right now and visit with real quick is, as coaches, we need to recognize, and we've talked about this before when we've talked about injuries, but as coaches, we need to recognize when our players don't have anything more in the tank to give. When we can look in their eyes and we see the hollowness and see through their eyes, we know that they're done. And, and no matter what they try to give us, there's just not much there. And, and I will be the first to, to lay blame on myself on this as coaches we have to understand when enough is enough. And we're actually doing something about it this week. We're not playing in an event this weekend that we were scheduled to play because I just don't think our players have anything left in the tank right now. And we have a national tournament coming up in a couple of weeks that we need to be fresh for and we need to be able to go out and compete. So we're going to take a weekend off. But as coaches, we got to look at it and we got to say, at what point in time is the physical and mental well-being of our players more important than 
playing the game of softball. You know, I saw the ambulance show up out at the ballpark a couple times this weekend, and it just made me think, what are we doing? What are we doing out here in this heat? What are we trying to accomplish? And when, when schedules are set where teams are playing multiple games in a row in 100-plus degrees, that's a safety issue. And I understand that the tournaments are filled in advance and we really can't control the weather, but at some point in time, I think we have to say enough is enough. Because I look back at our performance this past weekend and people have asked me how we played this week and I said, we didn't play very well, we played tired, we played hot. And I know every team out there could say that and there was teams that were very successful playing in the heat. But I'm talking about my team and I'm talking about what's best for my players. It probably wasn't in our best interest to just continually be out there taking a beating in the heat. Okay, And some will say, well, it gets them ready for college, it gets them this, it gets them that. No, it really doesn't. Because college softball is played in the spring. College softball isn't played when it's 109 degrees out with a feel-like temperature of 116. That's not part of it. Okay, And I think we just have to be aware of that and we have to be smart. And those of us that are coaching younger players, you know, I'm talking about the 18U level. But when we're talking about 10U and 12U, we need to be smart. We need to do what's in the best interest for those young ladies. And they're going to want to play. But sometimes we have to make the adult choice to say, and this heat is unbearable. And it just takes away from the game. Now, athletes, I challenge you also to prepare for it. You know, again, we go back to a couple of the things I, I said at the beginning of this session was players, we need to hydrate, we need to eat properly, and we need to make sure we get enough rest, right? And that doesn't start the day before the game. That's something that we should be doing all the time and all week long leading up to these events. Right, And then when we get out there on the day of the event, yes, hydration becomes critical, okay? And proper hydration, you know, not energy drinks, not caffeine-based drinks, but good drinks that are gonna provide quality hydration for our body. You know, I see so many players just pouring down energy drinks and they think that's hydration or they're using it to rebuild their energy real quick. All it's doing is taxing their body even more. It's putting more of a stressor on their body. And when it wears off, it just creates a crash, right? And then they have absolutely nothing left. So I think that it's important as coaches and as athletes, we understand proper hydration being the key, along with eating well, Right? Don't load up on a lot of junk food and making sure we're eating well and energizing our body. And then obviously, and I know it's tough because if you play a game until 10 o'clock at night and you have to drive home and you have to be back at the ballpark at 8 in the morning, makes for a tough schedule. But somewhere we have to make sure we're resting. 
know, in between games, get out of the heat, right? Get out of the heat. Give your body a chance to recover. So, you know, that's just, again, that's my views of what I've seen this summer. It's been a... It's been a hot summer. It's been a hotter summer than we've had in a while for a longer period of time. You know, we haven't had record highs, but we've had high temps, and it just feels like it's been two straight months of 100-degree weather. So I think we have to be careful for the rest of the summer how we're dealing with it as coaches, players, and parents. We need to make sure that we understand that the physical well-being of our athletes is the number one priority. And I always laugh because, you know, a lot of complexes have lightning detectors. And if the lightning detector goes off, everybody has to clear the ballpark, right? Because nobody wants to get hit by lightning. Okay, but then we'll turn around and we'll be out of the ballpark from 8 in the morning to 10 o'clock at night in 100 plus degree weather and no one thinks twice about heat exhaustion, heat stroke, and the effects that it has on the body. And the incidence of those two things is probably higher than the incident of getting hit by lightning. But you know, as soon as we hear that lightning detector, boy, we got to clear the complex. But it's 105 degrees, feels like 110. We're sitting out there and we're playing through it. I think sometimes we have to take a step back and think about it. And we have to really decide what's the best for our athletes and everybody involved. So that's my... You know, that's my two bits on that topic. I think that uh, we, we have to really take a good look at how we can best provide the best opportunities and the safest opportunities for our athletes during the heat of the summer. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball. Gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B and I want to thank you for listening and I hope everybody has a great day.